Hi, everyone. Welcome to this special episode of Lab Talks, the non-fungible podcast. I caught up with Chorley and Chandru just to talk through some of the hard work that's been going on behind the scenes and most importantly to share a tech update with you. I think at the moment, given the bad news that's been in the industry and the lack of trust now with crypto more than ever, we want to be completely transparent, give you all the details of what it is that we're building, how we view the ad tech market and really what it is we're looking to achieve with the transparency of returning more value to the important people that work within the advertising world, advertisers, publishers, and yourselves, the users of the internet. Hello everyone. Um, I've gone, I'm back here with Chorley and Chandru. I'm Ben, um, the CEO of Alchemy Exchange. And what we really wanted to do today was just give you some of the updates from, I guess, the previous quarter. I think we did a last another update three or four months ago now, and we've been very busy. So we wanted to make sure that you're aware of what we've been doing um, so you can keep tracking our progress and see that we are on the right path to be delivering a decentralized ad exchange. I think we want to just talk about some of the landing parties first. I know they've been very well attended. I was at the London event. We had over 200 RSVPs and had about 70 people show up from ad tech to brands, from suppliers, and just really had some good conversations with people that were a little bit familiar with Alchemy, were very familiar with Alchemy, and that hadn't really heard of Alchemy at all, just to explain to them what it is that we've been building, the issues that we're looking to solve. And that was very well received by everyone in attendance. And I know that we had around 30 people that showed up in Berlin, again, talking to people about what it is that we're trying to do and how we can just slowly kind of gather more awareness from the people that we're trying to have use the Alchemy State Channel ultimately, uh, understand what it is exactly that we're trying to do and how we're trying to do it. We've got a few more that are lined up. We're heading over to Amsterdam. I know there's quite a big constellation community out in Amsterdam, so we're very excited to get you guys down, as well as the guys that are following us um, on the alchemy side of things. And I think at the last check, we had around 130 RSVPs, and Amsterdam's quite exciting. I don't know if everyone knows, but it is a bit of a advertising hub. You have brands like Uber, Netflix, Adidas, Expedia, that all have their hubs in Amsterdam. Um, so yeah, it is a bit of a European hub for advertising, which is why, kind of why we've chosen to be there. So we're quite excited to go out and meet everyone that wants to come along. And if anyone that does want to come along, you can find the details on LinkedIn, you can see RSVP, and we hope to see a lot of you there. And I think we'll finally be in Paris for the last leg of the tour in the new year. Also, Chandra, I get in if you want to talk about this, because this has been a lot of your work, I don't want to steal your thunder, but the Alchemy Labs rollout has been hugely successful. We've now completed our, is it third or second? Uh, we've completed our second and the third pool has just opened. And uh, as we speak, the enrollment is still ongoing. Uh, quite a few uh, tokens that have been staked, but uh, we'll get into the details. Yeah. And I think the process is becoming more and more fine-tuned. I know Chandra and his team do a lot of work on the back end to make it as easy as possible for you to stake and have it just be a really enjoyable user experience staking tokens because that will kind of lead us into node management in the future um, through the labs itself as well as the education portal, the swag store, all of the good stuff um, that we are in the process of developing. And 
can see we've got some new swag on here. Julie and I are modeling the latest edition. Chandru's here in the edition the one, the, the OG um, jumper. And this will be available um, in the very near future. And then I think the next kind of port of call is the supply and demand partners. We've been talking about this a lot. We haven't been able to share any names of the partners that we're integrating because we're currently under NDA, but there are a lot of them. I think a lot of the work that we did on pre-bid earlier in the year has really kind of set the tone for publishers being able to easily integrate and that has been well received in the market. I also know Chandru's been working very closely with the IAB. Um, the IAB are a regulatory board that kind of look to ensure the best practices are maintained in internet advertising and one really important part of that is the IAB's consent framework. This is the framework that's used to manage consent from anyone that sees an ad, largely because of the GDPR um, that exists in Europe, but also kind of you're starting to see the US with the CCPA look to take user privacy more seriously, and we take it very seriously at Alchemy Exchange. So we've completed our application for that. We're just waiting for the stamp of approval from the IAB, which means we will be serving completely compliant ads on the state channel um, when it does in fact go live. The other, I guess, major major part of the integration that we need to have done is the demand side of things. I think the demand side of the ad world is very fragmented. There's been lots of kind of tricky little details that we've run into about certain brands buying from certain platforms and kind of beginning the process of integrating those. That is well underway. We have one partner in particular that is a long way down the, the line of integration, um, which will open up a significant percentage of buyers that will then be able to access the suppliers that we've integrated on the exchange as well. So really kind of managing that chicken and egg situation of getting supply and demand to arrive at the same time on the exchange so that brands that want to buy ads can do and publishers that want to sell ads can do as well. And the reason that is so important is because ultimately the supply and demand allows the flow of fiat into the Alchemy Exchange system. That is what pays that 3% fee. And that 3% fee will be used to buy back ads tokens to distribute to node operators that are supporting the validation of transactions in the state channel. So it's getting quite exciting. I say this all the time, it kills me, but we are getting there. We've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. I wish we could share a lot more of it, but unfortunately we can't. Um, but yeah, it is really progressing. Um, we're getting very excited about the coming weeks and months ahead and what that means for the Alchemy State Channel. I don't know if you guys got anything else to add. Um, um, go for it. Uh, no, I think you covered everything off. Um, the other big announcement, I suppose, was uh, Agency. Uh, uh, yes, Agency, um, yes. And they are joining as uh, an official reseller of Alchemy, which means they'll be going out to market, reaching out to other agencies, uh, advertisers, uh, and publishers, and, and basically getting them to use the Alchemy suite of products uh, that's currently in development. So over the next few months, uh, they'll be onboarding new partners uh, onto the Alchemy uh, exchange and getting them to, as I said, use, use all of our premium services um, that currently people would have to pay extra for as well. So yeah, uh, yeah all of that goes back into, uh, as you said, into the buybacks um, for the ads tokens. Yeah, and I think what's been kind of was the most impressive for the three of us was that Paul, George and Morgan kind of came with brands they were working with, had pitched to before. So 
the agency is turning over revenue. We are booking business with clients. We've got a number of NFT projects on the go, all the way from artists to trainers and really everything in between. So it is exciting that the agency are out in market, working with brands, working with media agencies to really expedite the adoption of the Alchemy State channel in market. So yeah, we're hugely impressed by the work that the agency boys have done so far. And I think there really is a very bright future given the pipeline they've showed us um, of brands that they've been speaking to. So yeah, it's starting to get there. And I think like the way to think about the agency really is if you imagine the Alchemy State channel as its own kind of mini ecosystem um, within the wider kind of hypergraph ecosystem, we're starting to kind of support everything that you need for generative economics to take place. You know, like businesses that are coming and seeing the value and what it is that we're offering to market and wanting to make a fist of that. So yeah, it's very exciting that the the ecosystem has kind of been born and is starting to kind of grow at I mean, quite an exponential rate, which is definitely exciting for us. A real proud moment for us, I think, when Paul Morgan and George just wanted to launch an agency that was based on reselling kind of features available on the Alchemy Exchange. Yeah, um, for me, Ben, uh, this quarter has been more about bringing everything together to actually use the product to ensure that the product gets adopted by uh, the wider community, um, the advertisers, the brands, the agencies, the DSPs, the, the publishers, everybody. You know, what we are doing is to set the foundation for not just the product, but to actually make the product usable, mm. adoptable, and make it as easy as possible, meet the market where it is, and then take the market forward. So the, the whole process of uh, you know, having the Alchemy Labs, where it, uh, it brings together various aspects of Alchemy, node operation, it brings together um, various other future um, features that we intend to develop, uh, staking programs, and how that will actually feed into other uh, uh, activities that we're working on. The agency, which is an authorized official reseller, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, the supply and the demand side, uh, the landing parties where we meet actually uh, uh, publishers and supp- uh, demand side partners, s- sell them you know the whole alchemy suite of products. So all of this is to not just build the product, but also take the market, take the product to the market, and actually make sure that it is in a state where people are ready to adopt it. And that has been the focus in this quarter. Definitely. I think almost to punctuate that, I, the our most eagle-eyed listeners and I guess viewers might have seen that we had another new arrival at Alchemy. Um, so we were very pleased to be able to bring Vin onto the team. Chorley has worked with Vin for many years at Condé Nast and Vin has really been responsible for integrating new suppliers and providers of services to Condé Nast, trafficking ad campaigns at what is one of the most famous publishers in the world. So to kind of get that caliber individual that is excited about working at Alchemy and understands the value of what we bring to the market, having experienced those problems firsthand at Condé Nast, again, is makes us very proud that he even would consider working for us, but means we're bringing the right kind of talent in to really make the onboarding of partners as easy as possible because Vin is an expert in meeting the market where it is and ensuring that everyone is integrated correctly to increase the supply so we can get more buyers and just ultimately have more activity across the Alchemy Exchange. Yeah, he was uh, there for eight years, so I don't think uh, Vogue House is ever going to be the same again. No. (laughs) Yeah, we're lucky to got him. He's a good lad. 
now that we've been through some of the kind of general business updates, I'm now very excited to have Chandru talk about the technical updates. So Chandru, over to you, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Um, last quarter, we've seen quite a lot of um, work that's gone into building the technical product. And when I say the technical product, uh, we've been doing quite a lot of work on multiple threads of execution. The first one that uh, I'd like to highlight here is uh, Alchemy Labs. And I know we've spoken a lot about Alchemy Labs, but uh, for me, Alchemy Labs is the portal that brings everything together. It brings our state channel. It brings together node operators, uh, clients, um, any of our partners. Um, it brings uh, uh, users. It brings stakers, token holders, everybody onto one platform who can see value being exchanged, value being added to themselves, right? So Alchemy Labs is that one platform where we look at not just soft staking, we will be adding quite a lot of features going forward. And you might have seen uh, some of the grayed out parts on Alchemy Labs, like the Academy, we've got token swaps, we've got uh, a swag store coming. So these are all features that we will be building onto Alchemy Labs as we go along. And there are many more that will be uh, added to Alchemy Labs other than the ones that you currently see. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and uh, there was quite a lot of work on Alchemy Labs where the staking pool, uh, we, we completed two staking pools now. And uh, the third staking pool is currently being uh, open for enrollment. And we've already seen quite a lot of uh, tokens being staked. So thank you very much for that. Um, so that, that was one of the things that uh, uh, happened last quarter. Um, the second thing was about the ad exchange itself, which is our primary product. Quite a lot of new features have been added on the ad exchange. Um, one of the uh, first things that I would like to highlight is uh, our compliance to the TCF framework. This is a framework that uh, has been um, proposed by the IAB and it's called the Transparency and Consent Framework. So we need to um, we need to actually conform to quite a lot of rules about how we process uh, personal data from users, how we actually, what we use this data for, who we can share or not share this data, um, what are the legal basis for actually sharing this data. So there's quite a lot of extensive rules that have been uh, stipulated both by GDPR and on top of that by IAB. So we... We, we, we have everything that is needed in order for us to be technically um, conformant to all of the rules set both by GDPR and by IAB. And we've now applied for a uh, IAB approval and uh, that's currently being considered and it should not be too far from when we get the official uh, approval from IAB. Uh, apart from that, we've added quite a few features to uh, the ad exchange itself, like, for example, the support for private marketplaces. This also, um, you know, this is this is a part of uh, meeting the market where it is, where quite a lot of legacy uh, buying and selling do happen on uh, PMPs, private marketplaces, and uh, which is why this is one of the features that we've built into the ad exchange. Uh, another feature that... Uh, I think, sorry, Chani, to interrupt, classic me, um, but... <clears throat> Private marketplaces are quite interesting. I think we've spoken about them a lot and we think that the reason that they largely exist today is down to a lot of the throttling that takes place um, on queries. So, and what I mean by that is that a publisher might have 
a thousand users that fit an advertiser's criteria, but because maybe one in five impressions never actually reaches the publisher or a request for a bid rather, um, that can limit how easily it is to access that particular user. So what is quite exciting about us now supporting that on the exchange means that we can kind of give that sense of comfort to advertisers and that this is a familiar means of buying. But again, because we don't throttle queries because of the horizontal scaling infrastructure that we're able to use, it means that even in these curated deals that we, we provide for buyers, they will have a better chance than they would anywhere else for finding those users, which ultimately means a scaled spend versus other incumbents that that brand may or may not be working with. So the kind of fact that you've been able to deliver that so quickly has meant that the conversations that the agency team have been having have been much, much easier in terms of kind of, we always talk about putting off that first no from a buyer. And this is like a real key way of kind of putting off that first no. It's like, yes, you can buy using a PMP, which has gone a long way um, with a lot of the conversations that I know Paul's been having in market. Oh, back to you, sorry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think this is uh, this has been a very important feature for us, especially because, you know, when we started talking to publishers and demand-side partners, the feedback that we've had from our sales team is that, you know, people are asking for PMP. You know, this is this is something that we need to have in our arsenal. Um, in our arsenal. Um, <laughs> That's on the don't list. <laughs> <laughs> like it, though. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it was it was uh, quite an important feature for us to have um, when we go and speak to supply and demand side partners. So um, that's that's uh, that's now ticked off. Um, the other feature that uh, um, we implemented was to enhance our reporting dashboards, and uh, these will add quite a lot of value for our supply and demand side partners. Again, this will continue to evolve as we continue our testing with our partners, uh, gather feedback and uh, look at what data they want, in what form they want, uh, what frequency they want. You know, there's this quite a lot of, um, uh, you know, feedback that we're taking in order to curate the data that we have in, uh, in ways that add value to uh, publishers and uh, demand side partners. Add something to that? Nothing other than it looks very uh, comprehensive what you have so far and I think it will be hugely valuable um, in market just showing publishers what happened and showing advertisers happening because we're going to provide them a completely transparent record of data which I mean we heard on the grapevine that there are partners out there that will charge $500 per report that needs to be pulled so the fact that we offer that as part of the kind of uh, the basic product I think will be pretty compelling um as we have more and more users of the exchange. And we'll be reporting on some other stuff that currently isn't available, yeah. so am I right in that? And so we've got uh, carbon reporting being built in uh, to allow advertisers to hit those ESG goals mm -hmm. um, around reducing their carbon footprint. So that's just one example of like the uh, reporting that we will be providing that just isn't available in market by the uh, incumbents. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, you know, in fact, uh, when we go to market, when we when we talk to our partners, there are three key things that we talk about. One is reduced fees. Mm -hmm. Number two is access to transparent and auditable data. And number three, we're greener than the exchanges that are currently operational today. Triple threat. <laughs> so, um, and we are working towards proving to our partners that all three of these claims work and you know they work very well and we want them to experience it as part of them testing with us 
right? And that's what we are working uh, towards. You know, we are we we have various stages of testing, which actually brings me to the next point, which is the update on the state channels. And uh, while we are testing any product, what we essentially do is to have multiple rounds of testing. We have multiple levels of testing, like for example, there's a developer level testing. There's another that's conducted by our internal QA team and internal staff members. There's one where we actually involve our partners. There's one where we involve the wider community, um, wider node operators and so on. And this has been um, the way we take a product from the development, from a whiteboard to the deployment onto a production server. So this has been the, the, the journey that not just us, but any software company will go through. And state channels also are progressing in a similar manner where we have done most of our uh, development on state channels and they, are, they have been tested on our, um, on our internal environment. It has gone through our developer testing. It has gone through our internal testing. And we are at a stage where we are working with partners where they are actually uh, seeing how the state channels work, how our claim of reducing the uh, transaction fees, um, giving access to transparent auditable data, making it a more greener option for them. They are experiencing firsthand on how all of these things work. And this testing is currently ongoing on a private testnet. And the next stage for us is where the, the testing with these real partners will happen on a private testnet, but using real bid request and response data. So it's just that the extent of adoption is limited, but the type of testing and the type of data, the type of requests and responses that we test with will be real life data. So that will then lead to a stage where we will involve the node operators and they will then be involved in validating transactions, which up until then would just be the private testnet, would then go on to what we refer to as an extended private testnet, where we will bring in independent node operators who will actually be validating the transaction that we as internal node operators are doing with real data. So that would be the concept of having an extended private testnet. Once we are happy with that, once our partners are happy with that, um, we will move on to the next stages, which is the public test net, the main net, uh, whenever uh, the infrastructure is ready and whenever uh, uh, you know we get the go ahead from partners to move from one stage to the next stage. So there will be multiple partners that we will be working with in parallel. One of our partners would be on, let's say a private test net. Another could be on the extended private test net while the, the while another one could be on the mainnet. So we want to take every partner through that journey because this is typically um, an ecosystem that has worked in a certain way for years, for decades. And we need to meet the market where it is yeah. and move them slowly one step at a time towards a more um, greener, a more efficient ecosystem. And I think just to kind of add to that point you were making there, Chandru, the, the process of taking people or partners through 
this phased onboarding, I think is very important to build trust with those respective partners. I mean, a lot of the people that we speak to are still printing newspapers, you know, or printing magazines and Web3 and a decentralized advertising exchange is at the opposite end of the spectrum. Technologically, I mean, like a newspaper isn't even Web1, you know, so like by allowing them to kind of go on this process with us, we can establish trust with them. They can see that the system's working correctly. We can change any misconceptions they have around blockchain or crypto and see how it can actually solve a lot of the issues that they face on a daily basis. So yeah, I think it is, um, it was very important for you to state that. And I just wanted to kind of add that it's also, it's great for us in terms of the education um, journey that these partners that we're working with have to go through to understand everything that's possible with alchemy you know like kind of getting them to the starting line is very exciting and then there's a lot that will happen once this becomes ubiquitous so yeah i think making sure they have that foundation of knowledge means that there won't be any surprises for people as they work with us more in the future Absolutely. Um, the way I look at this is Alchemy basically has two arms. One is the advertising arm where we cater to our partners, the problems that they face and the value that we add to our partners. Mm -hmm. That's the first arm. The second arm is that we are a, uh, a crypto company. We have our own token. We have uh, node operators. We have token holders. And hence, we have a certain responsibility towards them. So we need to balance both of them we need to ensure that the business problems, the business objectives are met and also our responsibilities towards the token holders and node operators are also met. And while we progress our testing from one stage to another on our private testnet, we also want to make you make sure that, you know, we, we involve our token holders, we involve, um, uh, you know, node operators in this testing. And we want to ensure that, you know, they become part of the testing. And, you know, not only does that allow our partners to see the value that node operators add to them, but it also allows us to test how our software works on a network of decentralized nodes. How that test now in what is a smaller private test net will, uh, will be extended. So it will give us more uh, testing. It will give us more confidence that once we go to the mainnet, it will work as intended. So it's very important for us not just to test with our partners on a very, very localized system, but also to open it up to independent node operators who can actually give us their feedback as to what works, what doesn't work, how we can improve the the software uh, and in turn for node operators to actually be rewarded even for validating transactions on an extended private testnet. Nice. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Lab Talks, the non-fungible podcast. We're excited for you to hear this and we'll be releasing an in-depth tech roadmap update with Chandru very soon. Thank you all and have a great day.